0: Welcome to Let's Be Honest. I'm Liana Ross and I'm a licensed mental health counselor. I'm the assistant director of Gooding Wellness Group and I'm on a mission to answer your real and honest questions, unfiltered, while also giving you the real and honest opinions of a mental health clinician on pop culture and trending topics. Stay tuned. back to Let's Be Honest Podcast, where we discuss pop culture, trending topics, and I answer your listener questions. I'm Liana, and I'm your host. I'm also a licensed mental health counselor. And so today is going to be a listener-requested topic, which I'm super excited. And when I posted about this topic on the Instagram, I got so many responses. Like a lot of people were responding to the story and saying how much they were looking forward to this. So what are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about setting boundaries with your parents as an adult. Now, as a reminder, you can submit your requested topic. If you're like, I really want Leona to talk about this. Um, it's all anonymous. Don't worry. You can find the Instagram at let'sbehonestpod or email Honest at goodingwellness.com so with that being said we all know that setting boundaries is hard it's hard enough and then having to do it with your parents or like dare i say in-laws no done done it is so hard and and i'm so excited to explain why and ways that we can work on setting boundaries as an adult with our parents or also having some compassion right Um, because I've been there too. So I'm looking forward to sharing some of my own experiences with setting boundaries, what has personally worked for me and worked for people that I've worked with, worked worked for people that I know, other clinicians that have had to do this, and things that I even continue to work on because I am human. So we're going to get started with what is a healthy boundary? So I know that not everyone knows what a healthy boundary is. I mean, I didn't either until I honestly got into this field and I was like, oh, okay, that's what that is. So as per definition that I found on Google, it is an act of self-care, which includes openly having communication and asserting your personal values as a way to protect and preserve them as well as the relationship with the person. And that's a big thing, which I really try to portray to people that I work with and even to my friends and honestly myself, is that a boundary not only protects you, but it protects the relationship, right? Like if I didn't care about a relationship, I'm not going to put any boundaries in because I don't want to protect it. But obviously I do, so that's why I'm thinking about ways that I can protect this relationship and protect myself. With that, there's also different types of boundaries. We have emotional, physical, and financial. Emotional is like mental, right? So an example of that might be you said to me that I am, I don't know, that you don't like my shirt. And so therefore, I didn't like that comment. It hurt my feelings, but I really like you as a friend. Something that I could say is, I feel upset when you said that to me. That wasn't, I didn't appreciate that. Please don't say that to me again. And that's obviously just an example. Um, A physical boundary would be something like, If let's say I don't like someone's, I don't know, that's really mean. Um, Let's say I need some space from someone. If let's say I'm being aggravated or frustrated or I'm feeling an emotion through someone that I just need some space, maybe I don't see them as often. And I really like our relationship when I don't see them as often. And the last one being financial. And this comes up a lot when, and I've spoken to other colleagues about this, When let's say we have a family member and then maybe this is a little bit more extreme who's struggling with addiction and they keep asking us for money, but we're like, oh, I don't want to hurt them. I'm really nervous about them. A setting a boundary financially would be not giving them money, right? Or let's say if you have that friend who always says, hey, can I borrow 20 bucks, but they never pay you back? That financial boundary would look like not giving them $20, or saying hey do you remember that 20 dollars you you borrowed from me when do you think you can give that back right so a boundary around our finances and and there are so many different examples when it comes to that so what happens when we don't set boundaries hence why are boundaries so important when we don't set boundaries we grow resentment a lot of the times, right? If let's say someone's doing something that I just like, "Mm," gets me so frustrated or makes me feel a certain way, I'm gonna grow feeling around them. Like I'm not gonna be my nicest self. I'm gonna feel a certain way. That could also bring on a lot of anxiety, you know? Like if let's say I know someone's gonna make a comment or I'm gonna see someone that makes me feel really uncomfortable, I'll feel really anxious. And with that, could be low self-esteem. If I'm not feeling good about myself and the relationships around me and I'm not standing up for myself, that's a big piece, is the importance of advocating for our needs and our values increases our self-esteem. Why is it that it is so hard to set boundaries with your parents as an adult? Why is this, is, is this even an issue? Because as a family, we are a system right? So we work together in this like little ecosystem, right? And sometimes when we are in the presence of our family members without knowing it, subconsciously, we revert to our younger selves, or we maybe revert to who we were, or maybe the behaviors of who we were when we were a child. And this is heightened if there was family history of trauma or abuse, generational trauma, discord, fighting, walking on eggshells around certain family members, feeling small, not feeling like you can speak up, you know? And this actually happens a lot even in groups of friends or any type of system like a family. So I just kinda wanna validate the tendency to revert to maybe that younger self and that having that difficulty to speak up. And with boundaries, we wanna find a balance, right? We can be very rigid, which is one end of the spectrum, and then we can be very porous, which is the other end of the spectrum. So how do we find that gray area? And one thing that does help is being compassionate with our boundaries. I like to use the method of and, meaning we can set boundaries and be compassionate towards the other person because it's uncomfortable to set the boundary. People who are not used to having boundaries set or don't set boundaries themselves are may not respect yours. <laughs> why would they? They're going to be like, what is this? I don't get it. Um, it's also hard because our parents re- are resistant to change sometimes, right? Like, have you ever heard parents say or older individuals say, well, why are you telling me what to do? Or I already know how to handle this. Or I can't change. I'm too old to change, which is very frustrating <laughs> or accept me the way i am i know best i'm the parent but that is so frustrating and they might say that and they probably have and i'm going to share my own personal experience where i've had to set a boundary with a family member where you know and it's funny i've spoken to many people who have gotten married and it seems to be a theme with setting boundaries with parents or in-laws and something always comes up where boundaries broken someone gets upset always so we sent out the invites to our wedding good times and then we find out that a family member invited other individuals without us knowing and of course, when I first heard this, I was pissed, upset. We were both pissed and upset. And I, I needed to take that physical boundary where after that instance where I found that out, I needed some space to not see that person for a little bit because I wanted to take the time to process how I felt and to figure out how we were gonna, going to handle the next steps. And then the next boundary was us communicating with that person and saying, hey, we, we didn't appreciate it or it made us feel upset that you invited other people without us knowing. We would have probably liked to invite a little, you know, more of our friends or whomever it might be. Right. And I want to point out that I was open to the idea that this might, this person, the family member might've been like very defensive, might say like, well, you know, it's what's the big deal? Because I've heard that too from individuals. And I had to be ready for that. Just because I set a boundary doesn't mean that someone's going to follow it or someone's going to be like, oh yes, thank you so much. Like, I appreciate you sharing that with me. Because I also like to put myself in the other person's shoes, right? Like They genuinely thought that what they were doing was no big deal. So again, the compassion that comes into it. I have compassion that This is an awkward situation. This is uncomfortable. So I want to go more into that. How do we set boundaries? Let's get into the how. Now that we know what it is, different types, why this is a problem for us, let's get into the how.
1: Hi, my name is Gordon Gooding. I'm the founder and director of the Gooding Wellness Group here in Cold Spring Harbor, New York. We are a group of mental health providers that offer individual and family counseling here on Long Island. We believe the first step for caring for your mental health is to talk and to learn about it, which is what this podcast does such a great job of. If it has a name, someone else has been through it, and so can you. If you ever need a professional that cares about what you are facing, please feel free to reach out to us. Our counseling services are available throughout New York State through our teletherapy service, and we also offer in-person sessions in our beautiful offices here on Long Island, New York. You can reach us at goodingwellness.com or by calling 631-351-2940. Remember, there's nothing that you need to face alone. Until then, keep listening, be deliberate with your mental health, and keep it honest.
0: I want to say first that you can't set a boundary and take care of someone's feelings at the same time. Someone actually wrote that in for us to talk more about on the podcast is how do I not manage other people's emotions and how do I not internalize other people's emotions? Just know off the bat that, like I said, you're opening the door to someone not being happy that you've set a boundary because we've shocked the system, right? So, like, that's where the compassion towards ourselves and the person we're setting the boundary with can come and come, can come useful, right? Because it's we're knowing that it's impacting everyone in the situation. It's freaking awkward, and it's not a bad thing that if someone feels upset, we have to remember that we are doing this to protect ourselves and the relationship. Like I've said before, we want to be somewhere in the middle with our boundaries. Okay. How do we do this? Flexible. Flexibility. Taking my example, like I've shared, if let's say the person made the mistake again and then came to me and apologized right after, that I would accept that. Because now this person has accepted it and has held themselves accountable and apologized immediately. They've respected my boundaries. I'm flexible with what they've done, but I'm going to reinstate my boundary and share how I felt. When it comes to communication, it's all about how we say it and what we say. We don't want to be passive. We don't want to be aggressive. We want to stay in the middle ground, the gray area. So therefore, we want to be assertive. Now, you might say, assertive? Like, that sounds mean. That sounds like I'm like pointing my finger at you. No, 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 no. What assertive is, is it allows us to be clear with our values. Like the way that I shared my example before, the way that I set boundaries in that example, that was assertive communication. I used an I statement by saying, I made it about me. I feel upset that this had happened and it's against my values. I don't have to say that, but I would encourage you to use that script. Even if you have to write it down. I feel blank when you blank. Make it about you. Don't make it about the other person. And yes, they might be defensive because we're shocking the system. We are, tr- we are showing others how we wanna be treated. People don't expect it and that's okay. Sometimes they'll say no or invalidate the boundary. I'm sure we've heard, well, why do you feel that way? Which I always say, my key line is no one can invalidate our feelings. Our feelings are always valid. We know where it comes from for them, though. We know it comes from defensiveness. We know it comes from shocking the system. Then the compassion comes in. It's always so much compassion. Now, a misconception of boundaries is that you say it once and then everything is great. Everything has changed. We're great. I'm sorry. That is not the case. We are unfortunately going to have to reinforce the boundary. Like I said, and it's my favorite line. We teach others how we want to be treated. So if someone disregards my boundary after I've already said it, I have to have compassion for that person that, okay, this is the way that they've been acting for 20 plus years. Of course, this is new to them, so I'm going to reinforce it. Sometimes if someone will not meet us halfway, we might have to find other ways to set different kinds of boundaries. Now, this is something different. When I talked about physical space, financial boundaries, emotional boundaries. So if let's say we feel like our boundaries are totally not being respected, or maybe we need additional boundaries, to protect the relationship. Like I've shared before, maybe I need to not see them as often. Maybe instead, I wanna surround myself with others who do respect my boundaries and my values. And that really also respect our relationship like I do. And especially with family, A lot of times, you know, that whole saying of like, oh, family's blood, family doesn't have to be your best friends. Like, why do you think? I work with a lot of people who honestly, their friends are closer to them than their family because that's just the relationship. That's just what they've decided for themselves and it works for them. So it's surrounding ourselves with supportive people to take care of ourselves And let's normalize the fact that family might not be the closest people to us. And that's hard, especially if we have this idea in our minds that we're going to be getting together with family every Christmas or that we're seeing our family for every single holiday. So it's almost like mourning that idea, especially if our boundaries don't go as well as we would like. And if, you know, for, for all those new people out here listening that you might be very new to setting boundaries, which I, I could imagine a lot of us are since a lot of people wrote in about this topic, we might swing to the other side. I just want to point that out there where if let's say we're like, yeah, I'm going to set boundaries now, we might like swing to the rigid side and be very hardcore with the boundaries. So like just be mindful of that. And that's also why working with a therapist is helpful in this process, because if this is due to us, how do we know what to do? We may may be totally taken back of like, oh, my God, I didn't expect my mom to say that to me. I'm frozen. Uh, What do I do? I guess I'll just nod my head and walk away. Like, who knows? How do you know how to set a boundary Um, unless you listen to this podcast? But that's why working with a therapist is so helpful. And I love working with people on boundaries. I mean, it's like my favorite pastime. And because I was also a person that couldn't set boundaries. We all have to learn. So let's close it up, guys. Closing thoughts. Setting boundaries with parents is hard. Yes, it is. Even with adults is hard. Um, I'm an adult, but whatever. Different kinds of boundaries, emotional, physical, and financial. Why do we revert to old behaviors in our systemic family system? We just do sometimes, and that's okay. It's just a matter of what we do about it. And it's very common. Be compassionate for yourself and the other person that you're setting the boundary with. Use I statements, I feel blank when you blank, or I feel blank when blank. And it's okay if it's not respected right away. Maintain that boundary. Be assertive in your communication. Surround yourself with supportive, positive people. Because that's what you can control over. You can't control how someone else responds and what they say and do, but you can control what you say and do. That's it. All right, guys, that was good. I love this topic. And so if you want your topic request to be featured in an episode for me to talk about it and talk about it with a guest, because that is also coming, send me your topic requests. You can DM me on Instagram at the podcast, Let's Be Honest Pod. You can also DM me and follow me at Liana Ross, LMHC. You can email me at let's be honest at goodingwellness.com. Please, guys, if you know someone who you feel like would definitely want to listen to this episode and would really benefit from it, share it with them. Share the love. And follow the show. And if you would be so kind and leave a review, I love to hear what you guys think and what you find helpful. I'm always open to feedback. And I'm looking forward to episode four. See you then.